Busy dads, what's going on? John and I are so freaking excited to bring this episode here to you today. This is a mashup, a roundtable with the Purpose Infused Brotherhood and the Modern Man led by Ted Faton out of, uh, I believe, in North Carolina. Man, I'm telling you what, his men's group down there is doing something awesome. Uh, he was on our podcast the other week and we said, you know what? Why don't we do we do a roundtable on the Brotherhood here already? Why don't we just mash up together the two Brotherhood groups or the two men's groups and uh, do a roundtable and bring some topics to the table to talk about? And I'm going to tell you what, this is going to be one of the most powerful conversations that you listen to um, because you have a group of men who don't know each other. And we're sharing stuff like purpose. We're sharing why we wake up, why we do what we do, uh, why we're here on this earth. And if we go a little bit deep and and uh, this is this is what men and the conversations men should be having. And if you are a busy dad out there right now, <clears throat> or you were just a man in, in general, and you're like, hey, I don't have a group of guys around me like this. Listen, I don't care whether you go to the modern man. I don't care whether you go to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood. And Ted and I, we don't care whether you go to somebody else. What we care about is that as a man, as a husband, as a father, as, a, as somebody in this world that is awesome, is we want you to have a team of men around you that help you build yourself, that help you stay accountable to yourself, that help you be able to just be happier and healthier you, that allow you to be the best version of yourself so you can be the best version for you, yourself, your career, and most importantly, the people who you love the most, which is your family. That's what we really, really want. And I, we want you to also see from this episode just how impactful it is to have these conversations. Like we said, we, we came in, the Purpose of Fuse Brotherhood and the Modern Man came together. We don't know each other, but we're having these types of conversations just meeting for the first time. So super excited about this and to bring this to you um, and just dig in and dive in, repeat it, listen, share out, and then reach out so that you can have a set of men that are behind you that you know, man, I can count on that are going to help me push myself and push yourself to be bigger, better, better, and just kicking ass every single day for you. Happier and healthier you is a happier and healthier person for every single person around you. So without further ado, here is the episode of the Modern Man and the Purpose Infused Brotherhood Roundtable. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together and be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. Really just kicking it off. Clay, I appreciate you and John for having the initiative of asking for this mashup. I'm yeah. Ted Faton, uh, founder of The Modern Man, running The Modern Man podcast, The Noble Knights, where we meet here uh, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. And really kind of just pouring into each other, keeping each other accountable to reach yep. our goals and elevate ourselves for life. And uh, Clay, you want to give a quick introduction to yeah. yourself really quick, and we can hop in today's roundtable, man. Absolutely. I'm Clay Smeltzer. I run the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, helping men be health healthier and happier so that we can go be better for ourselves and be better for everybody else that's around us. So uh, that's what we do. We're kicking butt and uh, just come together here. And it's it's so cool just to collect 
uh, all these different thoughts. I think that's one of the biggest things. We're, we're a very uh, eclectic group. we got a, men from all over the country. we got men from all backgrounds, faiths, religions, um, orienta- sexual orientations, all that kind of stuff like that. Like It's awesome just to have all those different pieces that come together because we never know what perspective is going to come up. And perspective is key. So this is why, you know, we just reached out with the modern man and just say, hey, let's let's have this conversation and see what happens. And a round table for us is you bring a question to the table. We just go around the table and and hash it out and see what see what happens and what our perspectives are. And that is so cool. So um, whether I I know we had a our goal (laughs) is to have collective thoughts. But Ted and I, we're going to we're going to ask and I'm going to have Ted, if you want to ask the first question, we're going to ask the initial question. And then yeah. from that question, what we're going to do is we're going to just going to branch out to any questions that you guys have that um, that you brought to the table today. And then uh, we'll just hash it out. And again, we're going to probably go for about 45 minutes to 50 minutes here. Um, and then uh, we'll wrap it up and we'll put this out. So any of those questions, man, that come up, that's this is what this group is for. This is what the conversations are for, to have open, honest conversations, not to persuade, not to say, hey, I'm right or hey, I'm wrong, mm-hmm. just to get perspective. So um, that we take from this conversation what we can use to better ourselves, to be happier, to be healthier, and to go out and be that for our families, for our communities, for our clients, whatever that may be for you. So, yeah. so Ted, kick it off, man. Let it rip. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and honestly, if you guys are on this call, if you're part of Purpose Infused Brotherhood, Noble Knights, you guys are obviously here trying to grow yourselves and, and applying yourselves to, to more than what you are right now. You're looking for change. You're looking for growth. And and here's the thing is a lot of times we know it's not an easy journey. We know it could be daunting at times. It could be lonely at times. And there are sometimes you might look in the mirror and be like, man, why am I doing this? Right. And, and I look around and I could speak for myself in, in terms of just thinking, I know for a fact, I told my wife right now, I could stop. I, I could stop. I have a comfortable job. I make good money. I don't have to work extra hours. I don't have to do all this. I could stop and be happy with where I am. But for some reason, I keep on going. So the question I want to throw out to the group, and of course, not everybody all at once. We always have a problem. <laughs> everybody wants to talk. No, I'm joking. Um, but this this is a something for everybody to think about, honestly, because you're here, because you're growing yourselves as men. And it's as a man in today's society. What is your why or purpose? for what you do and and not to put Tyler Harris in the hot seat, but we talked before about Clay, John, myself kind of Mm -hmm. getting linked up with Tyler Harris on social and kind of being the catalyst for really what kind of pushed me over the edge into starting this. So I would like to kick it off with you brother in terms of any, any feedback thoughts you have to that question as, as a man in today's society, what is your why or purpose for what you do, brother? Hot (laughs) seats. Oh man, such a loaded question. And and honestly, after what I've been through over the last three years, I've got a million uh responses. Um, the the one that that hits me the most in this moment, um, a lot of you guys uh, I've never met, uh, a few of you, and uh JT just popped on, and I have not seen you in like 13 years. And that like that literally just caught me off guard. Um like legit what up (laughs) um man that's funny um so a lot of you guys don't know this but last year or not last year the last couple of years um went through a divorce a few years back um had 50 50 custody uh, of my daughter and at that time in the four four and a half years prior i literally spent 200 plus nights 
on the road, like 200 plus nights in a hotel, which don't let anybody fool you. There's nothing, nothing fun <laughs> about that. Um, in a random phone call uh, on my way back to South Carolina one day to pick up my daughter, I became a full-time single dad, um, like in a phone call. And I can still remember, I, I went and picked her up and we unfortunately had to rescue her from my um, ex-wife's uh, home. Um, I literally remember looking at her and going, well, um, I guess we're, you're going to Dallas with me tomorrow because we've got this insurance training boot camp <laughs> that we're running. So got online, got her a ticket. She flew to Dallas and the rest is history. That's been two years now, a little over two years. Um, everything changed mm -hmm. in that moment, right? The entire world of priorities and responsibility and purpose and, and all of that changed in a heartbeat. And the crazy thing is, you know, there's been so many full circle moments that have happened even over the last couple of weeks and months, really, um, because everything does happen or happen for a reason. And God's ways are far greater than our ways. His thoughts are far greater than our thoughts. And so is his timing, right? And so for me, I can look back at certain events that were traumatic and painful. And now I look at them as literally a miracle. Mm -hmm. like a literal miracle that changed my life for the better that in the time was the most difficult, painful thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Right. And so in a minute, things can change. It's what we do in response to those things that create that instant change. It's how we then show up. It's how we like are all of a sudden finding ourselves in an Airbnb um, taking your daughter to school 30 minutes away, making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and like literally not having a clue what you're doing. Um, and then like now, like the relationship that I have with my daughter, she's always been a daddy's girl, but like it's inseparable mm -hmm. now. I don't know that I would have gotten off the road for at least a couple of years. Like it may, I, I may have reduced it, right? But like the crazy thing is where I am now in the purpose is like a lot of you guys saw I had so much content going out the first four or five years when I dove into social media, like three to seven a day, vlog, weekly, daily vlog, three podcast, like all this stuff, right? And then I kind of disappeared, right? I like recycled my old content for the last three years, if I'm being completely honest, like not a lot of new stuff. And when you lose a hundred pounds, and like change radically inside and out, you get to the point where you can't recycle your content anymore because not only does it not look or even like resonate, like you don't even believe in the messages that you used yeah. to say. And that's the big thing. So I believe a lot of my purpose right now and a lot of the plans that are going into place is to really correct some of the wrong things that I put out there at the height of when I was putting the most stuff out, like stuff that I just completely don't agree with now. So that purpose is different because I don't want to lead people down the same path that I went through. And yeah, it's great in hindsight and all that, but like, I want to save people from going through some of that pain and, uh, and discomfort. Um, but the other thing is just a complete priority shift for me and what's important with where I'm at right now. Um, so I think purpose for me, it's, it's very fluid. Um, but my gosh, the entire thing uh, for me, like God saw me through all of it. 
mm-hmm. every part of it. And now I'm starting to see on the other side, like the blessing that came from the breaking that I went through, the stripping that I went through. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I've actually got something to say. Yeah something that I've actually like lived and it takes living through and breaking through to gain authority of. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, I literally found myself going from five person media team, massive studio, like in my office to where like content was like, Hey, come hit record. And like instantly we got 10 pieces of content that are getting edited and chopped up and this and that to literally being handed a 30 terabytes of data and like peace out. So like, it's just literally been me uh, trying to figure this thing out while also starting two new businesses and being a full-time single dad. Um, So it's been crazy, but man, uh, there's so much opportunity when chaos sets in. There's so much opportunity for growth and lessons. And I think a lot of us have gone through painful stuff over the last couple of years. Everybody did, right? it's really figuring out like, did we learn the lessons in that, that we were supposed to, so we can move on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what right now I'm in this, like, I feel like final process of like, did I gather every, did like every stone on, did I gain as much possible, what actually feels like wisdom for the first time, like through actual experience, like, did I gain as much of that as I possibly could to become the person that I have to be for what he has in store for me next. Nice. Right. So it's super exciting um, and super painful and crazy, um, but that's life, right? And uh, honestly, honored to be here with you guys because the fact that you're on here means you're the same kind of person on the inside yeah. um, and can't wait to see what that looks like on the outside. 100%. I love it. I always love say it. this too, is the, on the other side of adversity is an extreme advantage. And I think every single one of us can can have that, you know, find that stream advantage there through the, through the struggle. So um, I had, I had to write it down so much opportunity when chaos sets in that I wrote it down too. That was huge, bro. Tyler, appreciate that. Tyler, go ahead and pick somebody else to answer the question of why as a man in today's society, what is your why or purpose for what you do? Can I call out Andre for not being on video? (laughs) You can't. What up, Jay? I just got done working out. I knew y'all Especially with what I've been doing lately, um, I think it's it's a little bit of reconstructing that, and and I'm okay with that. Um, I think what it used to be was trying to not not only always be the be the best version I can be, but always set a goal that I could always attain, or I felt like I was stretching myself to attain. But recently, with a lot of the things I've been reading and a lot of the things, a lot of the people I've been surrounding myself with. Um, I've, I've noticed that I haven't, like I've dreamed, I've dreamed big, but in a way I haven't dreamed big enough. Like I haven't really pushed myself to the way. Um, and my, my fiance really challenged me with that because I'm a, I mean, I'm an ex-athlete. Every, every school I've been at, I've set a record, I played football, um, been good in academics. Like 
there's not too much stuff in my opinion, like in those two, in that field that was really challenging me. But um, here recently, I've been feeling like I've been more challenged to feel like I'm not only fulfilling my purpose, but also getting better in it to where I can serve more people through it. So that's been a challenge for me because I've started to create more content to for people who are relocating here as far as being a realtor and stuff like that. But I also know that there's like, I, I hate to say that there's two sides of the camera and I like to think that I'm the same person on the camera as I'm off the camera. But truth of the reality is like, there is a little bit of switch flip, you know, like I smoke weed every day. Shit, I, I miss meetings sometimes. I'm late sometimes. Like there's that, there's that extra aspect that I feel like if I was to tighten that up, then I would know in what direction I should be going and which way I should be like sli slightly fulfilling myself. Like that's one reason I went to go work out today. I was like, I'm going to go ride my bike and hit, you know, seven, eight miles and just go do it. Like, let me just go do it right now. So I was a little late, but I'm starting to kind of redefine who I am. And I think that's okay. Um, Cause I mean, my goal right now is to take care of my myself first and then my fiance second and slowly start to prepare for the family that we want to have. And ideally marry her this year. I'm, well, I'm going to marry her this year. No, ideally, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I know that, that that's in a shell or like in a, in a long run, but I don't know when I'm, when I, when I think about that and I literally do at night think like, am I, am I in the right Avenue? And I do like to educate people. I also do like to entertain people, but I also like to, like, I like to have my own, like, I like to be at home. I like to be with my family. I like to be with my fiance. I don't want to have to be on the road. I don't want to have to be, you know, um, selling houses all day. So figuring that out to where, what assets I'm starting to create now at 29 years old that I can leverage for when I'm 45, 50 years old. So I can have that lifestyle that I'm, that I'm searching for now is like, that's the big thing for me. But I know recently, man, I read this book called the psychology of money. And it was talking about how Warren Buffett and them had a third partner. And the difference in the third partner was he was in a rush to get to the money. And I was like, he, the guy was in a rush and he, he knew he wanted to be wealthy, but he was in a rush to get there. And I don't, I catch like, I'm trying to catch myself um, before I get in a rush to, to get to a certain place without learning the lessons that I should have learned that are going to help me keep what I have, if that makes sense. So I don't know, I'm in a weird space right now of like growing and, um, you know, leaning in and leaning in on my family a lot more. So yeah, that weird space is awesome though. And that's where that's, that's the cool it part. Is. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so weird, but it's that, that journey because it's, a lot of times the unknown scares people. But when you get to that point in your life where your purpose and your why is out in front of you and you really know that and put that, that, that in, in your heart and in your head, then what it does is it, that journey, that unknown now becomes exciting because that's where the space is at. And you're like, dude, this yeah, is, so much I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. So yeah, it's a lot of opportunity there. So hundred percent. It's been fun, man. It's been fun. So Andre, uh, pick somebody else. Let's say, uh, let's say, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with somebody you don't know. My man. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm going to go with my man, Todd. Todd was bobbing his head with me. He felt like he was feeling it, <laughs> feeling the story a little bit. What's going on, Todd? Get him, Todd. Not much. Wait, what? What question are we answering? The question we brought. We're answering. Oh, you, well, you can. You actually, yeah, you can. You can ask a question, or you can answer your why. 
Oh, I want to know what Doe knows. That's my question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, my question was, what do you value most in a friendship? And, um, but I think it applies to the question that we're responding to here. For me, it's, it's um, authenticity, <clears throat> which kind of is uh, what I connect strongly with that, or primarily with that, is walking your talk, because so many people just don't. And it's okay if you don't always get to walk your talk, if you own that and you can admit it and you can say, I'm gonna get back to this. In our relationships with ourselves, with our partner, with our friends, family, and our work. Like too many people like say stuff, but they don't follow through, even little things, but big things too. And so I would say authenticity. Like I always strive to be authentic in what I'm doing and who I'm interacting with. And, and part of that is, is being present like in the chaos that you were talking about, rather than let it overwhelm you, just be still and, and pay attention. Man, that's the game changer right there, that authenticity, because you don't have to put a mask on. You don't have to fake anything. You could be genuine in yourself in the moment. Yeah. I always say I tell the truth because it's, it's just too hard to keep track of all the lies. Yeah, well, been there, done that. When I was younger, lots of half-truths. And uh, yeah, it's, hard. It's, it's a lot of energy and a lot of broken relationships because you... Uh, you didn't handle something correctly. Um, so that's what I would say. And I'm going to pass it to you, Ted. I appreciate that, Todd. I'm going to pass it right back to you because, oh, I mean, I posed the first question, but I oh, want to make okay. sure that so, a lot of the folks in the group get to uh, have the engagement here. So feel free to pick somebody else in the group, pick someone you don't I'll, know, and uh, you can pose your question or the original question if you'd like. I'll, I'll pick someone I don't know, JT. All right, there we go. What's going on, Todd? Uh, I'm not sure the, the original question. I think I heard, uh, what was your why? Was that the original question, too? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, um, I think that changes for me, man. Like, it used to be um, more of a vanity thing, you know, I think for me, um, especially in the sport that I was in on a professional level, it was all about what I looked like, you know, and I, thought, I saw a lot of my value in my appearance. <clears throat> and um, now that I'm getting a little older and I'm 35, and I'm kind of exiting uh, my competitive career uh, professionally on stage. I feel like I see now that I'm worth more than just my looks, you know? So um, for me, my why has definitely been different than it used to be. Um, now, I think it's more so just because I think I owe it to myself to really see like who I really can be uh, at my full potential. Um, I know that we all have a ticket and when our tickets punched, we have to leave here one day. Um, and none of us know when that day may come, but I want to make sure that when my day does come, um, that I'm not sitting there thinking like, damn, I could have did more. Or I didn't live to my potential. Um, at least for me, that's kind of what I'm dwelling on lately. Uh, so like Todd said earlier, being present, I try to make sure I do that more now um, in the moment. So whether I'm upset, sad, angry, whatever it may be, I try to embrace that and feel it for what it is. Instead of trying to push it under the rug, I actually try to feel that emotion and then channel that towards something positive well i used to not deal with my emotions i used to run from that um i think a lot of us probably have been told at least i know i was in my my uh my family you know men don't show emotion you know men are supposed to be stoic and we're supposed to be tough and this and that and i realized man you know you got to be complete and to be a complete full human being you have to have emotions part of what we are part of who we are uh, I really feel like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So um, I didn't used to always think that. Um, I've struggled with my walk uh, with faith a lot, probably the last, I don't know, maybe three years, not trying to get too biblical and too 
spiritual, but um, I grew up Baptist and grew up in the church and um, walked away from that when I got a little older and kind of started living my life and doing my own thing. And, you know, I went through some stuff and I know Ted probably can remember some of this. Um, some of you guys may know, but, um, you know, I was in a situation I was looking at like 20, 25 years. Um, I was locked up. And so uh, going through that situation definitely humbled me. And so it made me start realizing that I only get one life, you know, and now I'm trying to make sure that I live it to my full potential and I try to really maximize that. So now I try to live on 10. And so for me, that's my why I feel like I got a second chance and a lot of people don't, you know, so I'm gonna make sure that I utilize that and I don't waste it. So uh, for me, my why is more personal now. It's not so much of outer, but more inner for me now. So um, that's kind of the journey that I'm on right now. What's up, Tim? I see you just joined in, bro. Yo, JT, listen, man, dude, I love it, man. And here's the thing is, is you said, you said in there feeling the feeling, you know what I mean? Like, and that think about how much emotion, like I, I just met you, but that yeah. emotion and that, that reason behind your why, man, yeah. look, think about how inspirational that is because a lot of times we talk about motivate. Well, I'm not motivated to do this motivate. Well, because motivation doesn't come until the action, but the inspiration you have behind that We'll get you to take action on those things. So the times that come up where you're like, man, I want to do this. You're like, no, 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 no. I got this second chance. I got this opportunity. I got yeah. this day. I always talk about with our group, uh, the Purpose of Fused Brotherhood is is you have that line every single morning. And I, I was a baseball player. So we stood on the third baseline and my dad was coached. He said, don't step across that line unless you're willing to leave it all on the field. And that's what we do in the brotherhood. Every single morning, I step across that line because I'm willing and ready to give it every single thing I got. Because at the end of the day, you got to cross back over that line, put your head down and be like, did I do it or not? And that's all up to me. It's nobody else. And uh, so, man, I just, that, I just want to say, dude, I, dude, I was like, yeah, like you got me pumped up right now, man. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so hey, I appreciate you, it. You still going to be pretty boy JT though. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes, nice. JT, if you want to pick another person. Uh, let's see. Uh, I hadn't heard from Toby at the top. Uh, what's going on, big dog? You doing all right? Yeah, man. Thanks, JT. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, I think my why is, is a lot similar to everybody here because, look, we're at a place now where there's just – you can – like I just said, when you're genuine to yourself, you can see it in others, you know, and like JT, you going on there, um, I could just tell you lived it, you know, and, and just, you know, just meeting you, seeing you on here, there's no doubt in my mind that uh you were speaking your truth so um so my why is is very similar i've simplified my what life you know to to uh you know basically i work off the four agreements and the first thing is be impeccable by my word you know be honest and it really has helped me in my life um you know with every aspect of my life my relationship with my wife my relationship with my kid my 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 job because i'm the same person and everybody knows what to expect out of me and basically when you take that you take a cloud from you know over top of you you only have to be one person and that's awesome so i'll just touch on that quick but i do have another question that i'd like to hear other people's um you know everybody's uh, input on here's my question is it better to be influential influential or influenced now real quick for me mm. being in being able to be influenced is more powerful just think about it. I mean, you can go out and you can yell at people and try to change everybody else's mind, but the hardest thing to do is change your own mind and be be able to be influenced by others. It takes a lot more power 
to be influenced than it does to influence other people. Because you got to be objective and open-minded and willing to evolve. And I think being able to be influenced holds more power for change than actually going out and trying to be influential. So your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I wanted to answer the question with yes, because I think those are like yes to both, because they're two sides of the same coin. And, and it's one of those things I think that's fluid in, in, your, in anyone's growth, um, depending on what's up, is you're gonna be influenced or you're going to be influencing someone. And it might be balanced, uh, not balanced. It might weigh more in one direction than the other, but I don't think it's ever 100% either way. Love that. Fellas, feel free to raise your hand too. I, I love that Todd did that. If you guys have something to say, uh, hit the hand raise button, raise your hand, let people know. Toby, pick somebody else. Uh, Hold on. I, I couldn't hey, find the I'll throw, hand I'll, raise button. I'll but throw something out there on that one real quick. Um, I just want to interject. Just So... It, deter it depends completely on your definition of powerful, right? Because um, to play devil's advocate with, with you, Toby, um, it may require more power to create that influence, to be influenced versus being influential, but it is far more powerful to be influential because that's when you flip it to being about others versus about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I know that you didn't mean it as though like, it's way more powerful for me to grow. That wasn't your intent, but no, no. like, it's because there's a different definition of like, it does take a whole lot of power to be influenced by someone and we're yeah. all influencing other people. Right. But when we flip it into like, what's the most powerful thing that we can possibly do is serve others. Then the most powerful thing we can possibly do is, is be influential. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I asked that question, because I know through each one of us, it's, it's going to be defined differently. And that's mm -hmm. the cool thing. You know, with you, Tyler, you know, I understand that part of it, you know, too. But, you know, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of the chicken, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, you absolutely, you're, you're taking all your influences that you've got over your time and all the experiences you've done. And you're, it's almost like a sprinkler. You're just, you're just pushing it out there like a fire hose, you know, and that's good. You're the catalyst at that point. You know, and that's it works through you that way. Um, but a lot of so there's some people out there that that, you know, will take on what you would teach them or their influence from you and they'll they'll better their life. But, you know, maybe they're not quite at the place that you are to spread it out even more. But but yet when you think about it, if 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 one life is improved, you know, from your influence, then do you feel that you've done your done your due diligence at that point, you know, so. Great, great topic. I want to make sure Andre has a chance to uh, to respond. I know he, he had his hand up. Go ahead, Dre. Yeah, I was going to say, um, kind of countering off that it's, it's, I think it takes a lot to, one, be influenced, to be able to, to realize that you, you know, are wrong. And I think one thing that helped me a lot was the philosophy class that I took back in college. And I'm really still, I'm really good friends with the philosophy professor. Um, now, but one thing that I took from his class was whenever you go into a situation, consider the possibility that you may be wrong. Um, and that's going to do two things, either proving your point or strengthening your point. But when it comes to influencing and being influenced, I think it does take an internal battle to influence, to be influenced, to change your views. But I think it takes a, like to, to influence someone else in a way that they, that you're empowering them to go 
maybe fulfill their purpose in my opinion is like you said it depends on what that powerful to you is you know because I've had someone who's I felt like I was you know not in the right place and they came by and it was a little bit of you know influencing from their part that in in itself influenced me because in order for me to be influenced someone has to be influencing me so it's like that that double that double edge you know like iron sharpens iron in a way but it's a matter of how much do you trust that other iron that's influencing you you know so um I think it's like you can't have one without the other type of vibe, especially, um, and you got to know like when to flip the switch in, in my opinion. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, shout out to class on the chat. You're talking about being coachable and teachable. And, and my thought goes to when you're influenced by others, I, I've learned that, I mean, I've learned and I've had a lot of mentors, Tyler being one of them. I've seen some of the attributes and traits that I've admired in a lot of different men that have, that I've kind of adopted into me. And I, and uh, Timothy, uh, uh, Tim Pecoraro once said he's no man is a template. And I, I believe that. And I learned some of the best traits for some of the men that I look up to. And I apply that to myself. And because of that, I think I am influenced by others, but my thought goes to when we're influenced by the right people, we become influential ourselves. It, it's kind of leading by example we kind of pick the influences that we allow in our lives and kind of to Tyler's point, it's, it's almost, I think I'm, I'm influenced by others in private, but I'm publicly in an influencer, if that makes sense, because I don't just give anybody the permission to influence me. There's, there, there's a, there's a, a cost of admission to, to have it, you know, an influence on me. Not just anybody has the right to coach me, mentor me or, or, or push me in a direction. I actually have a vetting process before that, but everybody um has the right to be influenced by me and i understand i might have to have a rite of passage to influence somebody else but if someone follows me on social someone loves what i do if someone sees me operating in public and they're influenced by what i do that's usually the result of the influences that i've picked in my life over time that's how my mind works great great question man i just i want to jump in here too uh, jt text me or not text me message me here we were just talking here we talk about coachability you know think about it when you're on the field you know, those players and stuff like that, if you're not coachable, one, you're not learning. The second thing, you're not, you're never going to be leading. And our goal as men is to lead. You know, I think that's what we were created for is to lead, you know, whether it's in our house or whether it's in our communities, whether it's our, the biggest one is ourselves. If you're not learning, you're not leading. And that's definitely not leading yourself. So it just kind of comes back to that. One of the things that came up to me is, is John Maxwell's uh, phrase, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And I think that's one of the biggest things about leadership, and that, that's what we're here for. We're leading the we're leading the field here, being here today, and that comes back to those pieces and those relationship aspects. So, Todd, women can lead too. It's not just us. You definitely, man. You got to be an Indian first before you become a chief. You know, that's just how it works. You can't lead somebody if you've never been led yourself. So, I think that that's a perfect point you make, Clay, one hundred percent. John, man, you was dropping some knowledge in the little chat. I'm going to hear from you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I, you know, I tell you the, uh, the first, the answer to the question of what's your why, you know, one thing that um, I learned from Wayne Dyer was, you know, seasons of life, you know, and, and those, that why changes as you go through different seasons of your life, you know, there's the morning type of your life and then there's the afternoon and then the, the evening part of your life. And me, I, I feel now I'm definitely in that afternoon part of my life. Uh, and 
I went through, I raised my kid, my kids are all grown now. And I was happy to say, yes, I got them all to adulthood and, and successfully. And that's a, a big win. And then when my grandson was born seven years ago, it hit me. I was like, man, and now I got to try and be like the best grandpa Ellis that I can be, you know, like, cause now like I had a great one and to kind of fill those shoes and give him somebody to look up to and aspire to, um, is definitely one of them big catalysts of, of change in my life that, uh, you know, and then like I said, connecting with the right people, the Tyler, you know what I mean? Dude, again, huge shout out to you for, you know, all the connections that you have made that have brought this group together. You know, I, I appreciate you greatly. And, you know, and then also for influence, you know, like I said, I, I wrote down to be teachable and also willing to learn. And then also, if you're being influential, what are you influencing others? You know, how are you influencing them? Are you being positive? Are you being negative? Are you teaching them the right things or the wrong things? You know, and, and for a lot of times, you know, a lot of years, I wasn't setting the greatest example for, for my kids. You know, there was, Ed Milet says some powerful ass things. And I'll tell you, he's one of my favorite guys. And a couple of things that he said is, is when you die, feels that you meet the man that God intended you to be. And the first time I heard that, it hit me like a sledgehammer. And it was like, wow, I am definitely falling short of meeting that guy and being the same guy. And so that definitely has helped push me as well. And, and then also it's like, if, if you don't teach your kids to, to follow your dreams, like that's, that is like a huge form of child abuse and child neglect by, by not showing them to chase their dreams and show them that they can, that to do whatever they feel that they want to attain. So those are, those are kind of my, my insights. I appreciate all you guys for being in here today for sure. And I'll say, uh, Brian, let's hear what you got, brother. What's up guys. So my, uh, definite why and purpose as I'm a healer, I'm a physician. So I, my goal is to lead people to be fully alive and to express the true versions of themselves. And I believe that strong people can do amazing things. And that is what brings the most glory to God and um, our creator. So we're created to be strong and really change the world. There's a lot of very sick people as well who need that support. So if I can be a guide and you know, a physician to them and uplift them, then I believe that they can just transform communities and nations. So that's my why. Ah, love that, man. I'm, I'm on that same page. Happier, healthier. When we're happier, healthier, we're better for ourselves. We're better for everybody around. So I love it. Brian, pick somebody else. All right. Who hasn't gone? We'll go with uh, Timothy. Evening. Evening. Um, so I came in late, but we're giving our whys, right? Our current why? Current, yeah, current why. And even if you have a question you'd like to post to the group afterwards, that's welcome as well. So go ahead, brother. Uh, my current why is I'm an artist and I tell stories that are around me. So I tell them through painting and uh, nothing deep to that. It's just simply the way I see it and uh, the way I want to communicate that across to the audience that comes to my showcases. Um. I'm a parent, I'm a father, and I'm a husband. So those are my wives. Those what I that's what I live by every day. And um hopefully I'm serving the people around me like you guys and and uh my employees uh that I hire and hopefully I'm just 
I'm, I'm pouring into y'all as well. So those are my whys, but the two main ones is um, being an artist and a father. Pick somebody and you can pose a question if you'd like. And in the chat, um, Free's name is Jeff. Andre ain't went. He went. No, he didn't. Everybody trick went. question, trick question. You was late, so you didn't get to catch it. But you could go on Toby or Clay because they haven't went because I've been here the whole time. And my boy Free down there. I like yeah. Toby's name. Let's roll with Toby. Okay. I I, I kind of did go. I mean, this uh, I I did pose that question. Influential, yeah, he influential. He so, went. Yeah. Yeah, I went. Let's go, uh, Jeff. If you can jump on there, buddy. All right, I, I apologize for uh, not being fully present. I'm uh, I'm in the car. We're uh, headed down to Florida for a vacation, a family vacation. So, um, yeah, be safe. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying my best to pay attention, uh, be present. But uh, you know, so the question is um, purpose, right? What's what's your purpose? What's your why? Why do you do the things you do? Yes, yeah. sir, brother. Yes. Okay, and for me, you know, I, you know, with humility, I, I got to admit, I, I don't know that yet. You know, I'm, I'm 33 years old, and I'm still looking for my purpose. Um, I think I'm on the right track, though. I think it's got something to do with cars. I love cars. Something to do with my dad. He's just endlessly nice and selfless, and something to do with serving people. You know, I, I get this, this surge of passion. You know, when I can give something to somebody and they, they really love it. So um, it's something to do with that. But, yeah, I'm still kind of on that journey. That's real, brother. I appreciate that because a lot of us are, are trying to think that we got it figured out. And I, I, I've, I've seen that recurring theme for a lot of people that the answers is I wrote down before redefining ourselves. A lot of us, we were talking about new seasons, redefining ourselves, finding ourselves in new new seasons of life. And, and, and really, that's that's what it's all about. I don't think we're locked into who we are. Right. We we can we can redefine ourselves. We can evolve. We can grow. And a lot of people who might know us from years ago might be like, oh, man, you diff you're different. You changed. To me, that's yeah. a compliment. I'm supposed to change. If I'm the same person I was five years ago, I'm messing up. So I, I love the theme of, of redefining ourselves that, that we're, we're hearing. Uh, shout out to Thalen just hopping in on the group on the chat. We're, we're posing questions out here, Thalen, on, you know, as a man in today's society, what is your why or purpose for what you do? But you're also welcome to pose a question to the group. One that was posed was, is it better to be influential or to be influenced by others? So uh, if, if you're ready to hop on, Thalen, we'd love to hear from you, man. Just saw in chat, he actually can't talk right now, but he he he's listening. Um, and I'm pretty sure everybody went. So I would love to hear more of the questions that you guys pose as we still have more time to to kind of connect and and grow and pour into each other. Let's get it, fellas. Go ahead, raise your hand, jump in, you know, do what you gotta do. Um, it's weird, man, that y'all had I don't know who brought this question up and why, but a friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, both of us are 35. I was talking to him yesterday for like, I don't know, two hours on the phone. Uh, he's a police officer from Greenwood County uh, Sheriff's Office. So uh, a lot of work he's in, ex-military. Um, he has a whole different side of a walk of life than where I come from, you know. Um, obviously, I'm black, he's white, but we're like brothers. Um, I call him my brother. He is my brother. Uh, I see character, I don't see color, you know. So uh, to me, that's my brother, you feel me? So, uh, but anyway, I asked him the same question yesterday. I was like, yo, I said, uh, I called him. I said, man, I was just thinking about some things. And uh, I said, I wanted to run it by you. He's like, what's up? And I was like, what's the purpose 
of, of any of this. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, just life, bro. Like, I start, I'm starting to have these questions. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I've been not questioning necessarily my faith, but I'm just kind of trying to figure out, like, what's the point of all of this? You know, like, um, I struggle with that. I never used to think about that kind of thing ever, which is kind of weird. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older. I'm an uncle now. I got nieces and nephews, and I'm I'm just thinking different. Maybe it's just part of getting older and maturing, I guess. But um, I guess I'm just like, why are we here? What's the point of any of this? Um, and so I don't know, and maybe we never will. But um, we had a two-hour conversation about it, and then I come here today, and it seems like you kind of guys are talking somewhat similar along the lines of maybe like why we do what we do. Um, but I guess my my question maybe to the group, if maybe you guys want to indulge in that is uh what do you think the reason for us to be here is in the first place um at all i know it's kind of a deep rabbit hole to go down but uh it was just something that i was just thinking about and i had a conversation about just not even 24 hours ago so uh now that i got some scholars in here i figured maybe i would throw it out here and see what you guys thought no pressure. Uh, yeah dude i'm, I'm <laughs> listen man i love it like you I go and my guys are laughing too. Cause like, I, dude, I go like 10 layers deep, man. It's awesome. So, uh, but dude, like I, I love it. And here's, here's the reason a lot of times we, we went into a lot of what we do um, as I work with guys with purpose and really kind of defining that, what's that mean to them? One of the things that as I grew up and and I didn't know, like I was 35 years old, I'm sitting here going, it's like the magical age or whatever. You're like, what the hell is my life about? And, yeah. you know, I'm sitting here, I'm having a panic attack over the over on my couch over here over a Game of Thrones episode. I'm like, what is my why why what's happening? Like my life is not supposed to be like this. You know, I, my my family was awesome. Things were going great in my life, but internally I was like, why? Why am I here? What am I doing? Like, what is this for? You know, why am I here? Um, I was an athlete. My chase in the major leagues ended up. I broke my thumb in three places as a catcher. Well, it ain't going to happen anymore. So that's gone. Who was I? And at 35 years old, I still didn't know who I was. So what I had to do is look back at my life and I, have, I went through this whole entire journey and I've walked uh, a couple guys that are on here already in our brotherhood. I've walked them through that path that I took and it was kind of like just that internal, the deeper, the deeper, the deeper, the deeper I went, the more I got to know why did I make the decisions I made for my whole life? Because like I'm, I'm also an educator. Why did I get into teaching? Well, I wanted to help people out. Well, why do I want to help people out? And it just kept going. It kept going. It kept going. It kept going. So if anybody, anyone on this journey and Jeff, Jeff, we actually had Jeff on a hot seat the other week in our brotherhood session about purpose. And this is where it just kind of started that for him. And I would say anybody on that journey, just keep asking why, like when I make decisions in my life, when, it, when in your life, when things were going great and you were like in the zone, there's two to three aspects of your life that were in that moment that you were hitting on your purpose that are like, boom, 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 boom. And all the guys that I've helped figure this out in that purpose, there's two to three attributes that you always do in the good times. In the bad times when things are going wrong, those two to three things were not there. And it's like, when you go back and look at the patterns of your life, you can be like, oh shit, this was there then in the good times and it wasn't there. And that's what your purpose is, who you are, not what you do. And who you are is then infused into every single, it's a purpose infused brotherhood. And we take that purpose and we infuse it in every aspect of our lives. And that's all we live by. So hopefully that helped a little bit for you, man. And it just, and anybody else that's in that, that zone, dude, just keep digging, man. Keep why, why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why do I do this? And just keep digging, man. Toby. Yeah, JT, I, I, um, one of our other brothers, uh, David, 
um, was really struggling with faith. Um, and um, I posed a question to him one day. He, he was just lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he grew up in the Catholic church. Um, you know, of course he is a gay man. So he was, he was chastised very uh, much when he came out when his parents, you know, kind of not disowned him, but you know, they had a lot of questions and everything else. But I posed a question for him that I think people that are faith-based, they use that for their underlying fire. It's very personal internal thing. And like you if, you, if you, if you drift away from it and then come back to it, it's almost like it's a stranger you haven't seen in 20 or 30 years and you don't know how to talk to him and everything else. But I, I posed the question to him. I asked him, I said, well, you know, he was lost because his values didn't align with the faith, his faith and everything else. But I asked him, I said, what would Davidism look like? So if you had a ball of clay in front of you and it was, it was what you could mold into your faith and your values and everything else, what would, what would JTism look like? What would you mold that into? Would, what values would you put into that? And what would you create? You know, as an artist, you know, like, like Timothy, I'm sure he knows when he paints something, you know, he creates it from his soul, you know, and it, it, I, I'm a maker too. I'm an artist, I'm a sculptor, you know, and that's kind of my spiritual medium. But what, what would your spiritual medium be and how would you make that? And maybe you can use that like as a catalyst for getting back into your faith and, and gaining strength from that. You know, if, if, if you're lost, then, you know, what would you make of it? You know, how would you rebuild that? What would it look like? Yeah, I, I love, I love this. And, and, and just to piggyback off of that, I mean, it, and, and Toby and Clay kind of touched on it for me. I'm a, I'm a huge values kind of guy. And, and when I think of values, it came through reflection and awareness of the things that I do and how they make me feel. And and I've pointed out one day, like Tuesdays, I feel energized all the time. And those are my jam packed days. But I've realized that whenever I'm doing things that are associated with my values, there's comfort, there's joy, there's flow. And what I've kind of started auditing in my life is the things of values. When it's when I'm sitting with my wife, it doesn't matter if we're watching TV, if we're uh, going to a drive-in movie, the hour drive there, the hour drive. We will drive an hour to watch a two-hour movie and drive an hour back just because we like spending time together. Mm-hmm. That's one of my values, right? Every morning I wake up on my way to work, I, I, I love learning nonfiction books. I listen to Blinkist. That's a value of mine. Um, I get a Bible verse every morning, the word of God gives me peace and comfort and actually helps me through some turmoil in, in times. There's a, there's a book I, w- I have called God's promises where it's like, when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling mad, it, it, it's a great book. I can get the link for you and put it in the chat. But all that to say is when I started identifying the values that I had, I realized that those are the things that fill my cup up. And it's all a connection to something bigger than myself, because you mentioned we're spiritual beings having a human experience. I'm not here forever. Martin Luther King didn't get to see his dream be actualized, but he committed his life to it, right? And I need to realize, and I had to reflect and accept the fact that whatever I commit my life to, I'm probably not going to see the full fruits of that. But I have to be okay with that because where my life is going to bring meaning is what it does for others. Another thing that gives me purpose, that gives me, that fills my cup up is this. Sitting down, listening to you guys talk, I'm writing notes, I'm learning. I've identified that pouring into other men and being part of this group is what my value and what my purpose is. I have a statement in my phone that I read every morning says, you know, my purpose is to connect men in pursuit of their potential. That's the, the mission of modern man. And, and the re the reason is because I've looked back at my life and I've identified all those times I've been happy. All those times I've been operating in flow has been operating in one of those arenas. So 
to answer your question, the why, I would say this. It's because of something bigger than me that I don't know. Maybe it's God working through me for others, but I'm just here to be a tool, settle into the values that I find comfort in and, and keep working in that. And selfishly, it's it's what makes me feel good. So I, I keep following those. I, I hope that's helpful too, man. Hey, I'll jump in. <clears throat> um, this is going to sound super simple. And because of the simplicity, I don't want you to take it as like any type of a like, any negative connotation from it whatsoever. Do I have do I have the permission to move forward? Okay, cool. Um, it's it, it's uh, I have found that oftentimes when people are in a situation where they're struggling uh, with their faith, um, they talk to a lot of people about it, but they've never actually talked to God about it. And if we think about that, like in real life, like if if. I had a really big struggle with clay and I went around talking to everybody about it. At some point they're gonna be like, talk to clay, bro. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking to me for? Like, I don't know. Um, so let me break that down though, because number one, um, I came from Baptist since, you know, baptized second grade. And my parents would tell you that I like hundred percent all in. I don't remember. Um, so like the religion part for me, like that, it had nothing to do with it. It hasn't been until the last like six, seven years that I've actually grown a relationship. And just like with any relationship, there has to be communication or there is going to be a lot of confusion and struggling, right? Like you and your girl, if you quit talking to each other, you're probably going to fall out of alignment and there's going to be some issues and some friction and some mistrust because you're just not in communication. The interesting thing is though, with like, for some reason, people put God in this different box as though you can't have a conversation with him. Like there's this like mystical, like weird thing about it. My wife set me free on this and it's super, super simple. Just ask him a question and shut up. Like literally, this is what you can, like this is how she taught me. And this, like I would literally get out my journal. It didn't have to be super like professional, spiritual. I'd like this job. What do you say about that? And shut up for like five minutes and be silent. And then all of a sudden for me, like what we all do is like, was that me? Was that him? Was that me? Was that, what yeah. was that? Like, and you just like constant. So then like five minutes, 10 minutes go by, you just kind of sitting being still and write out, this is what I hear. Is that you? And then shut up for like five minutes. And you'll play the game again. You do that a few times in a row and you'll figure out what he's trying to tell you, right? And he may not tell you tell it to you in that moment, but all of a sudden you may have another conversation like the one you have with your buddy, but mm -hmm. it's sounding different and it's leading to a different reaction and it's leading to you taking a different step. Um, but the whole the whole idea of faith is that it, it, it is a struggle because you can't see it, right? Like, so... Number one, it's 100% normal. Like the person that never, ever questions their faith, I question them more than anyone, right? It should be the people that wrestle with it, but they take authority of it. But the only way you can do that is by talking to them, right? My videographer, and a lot of you guys remember TJ, um, this guy was like, 
I don't even know how to explain him, but he had like 500 years of experience packed into at that time, a 23 year old's body, straight A's all through college, perfect score on the SAT, perfect score on the MCAT, walks on at John Hopkins, starts lacrosse, starts track and field, also in a fraternities on American Ninja Warrior, like all this crazy, crazy stuff. And he was too smart for faith. No possible way. You're going to get me to convince him about something he can't see and prove that when he literally is a genius, an actual, actual genius. Not only that, he went off on this adventure and studied every other religion and culture. He can tell you everything about any religion, and he's read like multiple books on these things. So we're riding in the car one day, and he literally pulls out his laptop, pulls out a PowerPoint presentation to explain to me what he believes, <laughs> like Legit, for the next 45 minutes, I got to explain the most complicated, like all these colors and where are you now and what does that mean based on the world and now you're blue and like you got to get to this color and like, and he got done with it and he looked at me and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, bro, I am so sorry that all that is going on in your head. Like, that like i don't i don't have a credible question to ask because i have no idea what i so like take that type of person right we then worked together for 3 4 years he moved on moved to texas got married out of the blue one day i see a picture of tj getting baptized like coming out of the water and i'm like are you kidding me? So let me take it one step back. I'm going to make one more minute here. I took him to church one time. It was the first time he'd ever been to a church, not in the funeral. And he said, and looked around, we went to Elevation in Charlotte and he looked around and he goes, like, did, when did you get tickets to this? Like, how, how do they pay for all that? Like, what is this? At the very end of that message, the pastor said, if this was your first time praying this prayer, raise your hand. It was. He raised his hand. I'm like, TJ getting saved sitting right next to me. Like, was he really tracking? And they gave him a Bible. They passed the Bible down to him. We got in the car. I'm like, so dude, tell me, like, what was your experience? This is the real like testimonial of a guy that like has been a profound atheist and like been against Christianity. And he's like, well, um, I can't see how anybody could walk into that, walk out and not feel better. They even gave me this book. That is what he said. They even gave me this book right? Here's the interesting thing. When he sent me that, uh, showed me that PowerPoint presentation, you know what I asked him? I said, TJ, you've read like hundreds of books and like gone to Africa and studied underneath these like Zen masters and monks and done all this stuff. You ever read the Bible? Well, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I've read a lot of stuff about it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. You're telling me you've read like a hundred books on other religions and you haven't read the one? about this one. So now he's, I'm seeing this picture of him getting baptized and I gave him a call and you know what he ended up saying? He said, dude, I finally got to the point where I looked at all of the other men in my life that had a life that I would aspire to also live and they were all following God. So I figured reason enough for me. And then through that process, he started having a conversation with him and got to know him and was like, oh my gosh. And now like literally like from the most chaotic, the, the number one person that we could never been having this conversation about, right? 
but it ultimately ended in, in having a conversation and realizing like, oh, all those churches that I hate have nothing to do with this God. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just someone that wants to have a relationship with me. And he doesn't care which denomination or this and that. And like, like he hates it. Right. So when it just became down to like all the good people in my life that I actually want to model my life after are following this one. And I actually get to have a conversation with them. As soon as that happens, everything changes. But when you fall out of that, you just got to go right back in. The only time that we, that we are lost is when we've fallen off the path. Right. So you got to just immediately pivot, get back on the path and do it to prove me wrong. Right. Just have some conversations, get still and just listen. And then ask like, is that what you were telling me? Because that didn't seem right. Is that what you were telling me? Because I kind of want that too. That's my issue. Like, this is what I want. Is that what you want? If you ask enough times, he'll find a way to figure out how to show you in a way that you can receive. Right. But it's a journey, man. It's not going to happen overnight. Took me 30 six years um <laughs> to get there but as long as you get there it's all good man man that's powerful fellas Dude. fellas tyler harris in the building ladies and gentlemen uh man <laughs> the mashup between the noble knights and the purpose infused brotherhood let's go ahead and call this a banger you guys are amazing yeah. um and you know how i do i'm gonna let, make sure to leave the chat open so you guys can continue to congregate and chat but i gotta go love with my wife so we're gonna have to wrap up this recording because man this was this was hot this was awesome and uh clay i don't know about you brother we, we might have to do this again man we're gonna do this again guys we're gonna do this again so this was awesome i appreciate every single one of you on here uh that mashup in the round table just bringing those questions i know there's so many more questions we're gonna get to those bring those next month ted and i'll get together we'll make sure that and anybody listening to this in the modern man or the purpose infused brotherhood podcast guys just share this out and if you want to be a part of this collaboration and Look at the conversations that men are having all around from all walks of life. This is where it's at. So I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Ted. Absolutely. Fellas, thank you so much. Keep going out there, being the best selves, being examples in your world. I'm going to stop the recording for anybody that wants to hang around. Please do get to know each other. These men right here are examples in their own world. So definitely pour into each other. Iron sharpens iron, and I'm thankful to you guys sharpening